When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. It is New York Game Day, our last hour, but some might feel our best hour. Why? Mike Tannenbaum joins us. Myself and Matthias Kiwanuka here on 98.7 ESPN. Mike, week one, it's here. Can you believe it? Here we go, guys. Great to be with you for another year. And, uh, Boy, this is the best time of year if you love football. What, what an exciting weekend of football. Started Thursday night. Got great games today. Tomorrow night, it's, uh, it's just great to be back. It is, and, and we're excited to have you back on 98.7 ESPN. Let's dive right into it. The biggest news, Lamar Jackson turning down, and Chris Mortensen is reporting a $290 million deal. However, only, I say only, quote-unquote, $133 million guaranteed because of the deal that the Cleveland Browns uh, made with Deshaun Watson, $230 million guaranteed. Boy, uh, that has thrown this league off in regard to what quarterbacks are realistically expecting from their franchises. Mike, your thoughts on how this has gone down? Yeah, let's let's just break this down, guys. You know, both sides. Of, you know, from the Ravens' standpoint, a couple of years ago, John Harbaugh, Eric DaCosta made an interesting football decision. They traded up into the first round to replace Joe Flacco with Lamar Jackson. They obviously hit big on it. Uh, Lamar's been a great player and MVP. The scheme works really well for them. He's young. He's impeccable off the field. So you've identified. You've traded up. You have a quarterback. You never wanted him to leave. They can obviously franchise him. There's been eight to nine contracts that roughly look the same structurally guys meaning very significant guarantees but also the in the later years of the contract non-guarantees so that that's russell wilson that's kyla murray that's aaron Rodgers, patrick mahomes on and on and on so that's the raven side of it on the other side guys it's really simple lamar jackson is saying like hey look i'm in the same division as deshaun watson deshaun watson got 230 million dollars fully guaranteed Mr. Bashadi, you're the owner. The good news for you is I do not want more than $230 million for the guarantee. However, I am not taking five cents less. Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson has had a widely reported massive off-field issue. And unless you pay me $230 million for the guarantee, there's nothing to talk about. So, guys, that's why there's not a deal done right now. So it's it's not so much about the nuance of the deal. It's just the overall uh, I, this is the number that he that he feels that he commands. Do you believe that he should be the highest paid player? Yeah, Kiwi. I'll tell. Well, first of all, I'm glad I could call you Kiwi. Like last year was Matthias. I didn't know you as well, but now that we're now we're past our first date. We're we're we're, we're into the Kiwi part of our relationship. It's all good. So I would say, you know, it's interesting. If you're Baltimore, you can't let him leave because he's a great player. He he is your offense. It all revolves around him. However. And I've been there, guys. You know, it goes back to my Darrell Rivas days where, like, if there's one or two deals that you don't like, it's hard to ignore that if you're on the other side where the player says, hey, because the Browns care more about, uh, you know, Deshaun Watson than you guys care about me, I'm not taking lesser a deal, and I'm going to bet on myself. And I give Lamar a ton of credit, guys. Like, he he's betting on himself. That's hard to do, really hard mm-hmm. to do. So, 
he deserves a massive contract, and we could argue the nuances of average. What, what I would do if I was the Ravens is I would try to let him win on the average per year and try to stay close on those guarantees to the other teams. Um, every deal, there's always compromise, and there's always some sort of sweet spot in there. Is there a difference because he's representing himself as opposed to if he was representing an agent? Like how, how difficult is it to negotiate with a player who's representing himself? Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, it's, it's really hard. It didn't happen a lot. Like I say, there is a little bit of a trend, guys. Not a ton, but there are more players now representing themselves. And let's face it, guys, we've all been part of negotiations. And there's probably things that have been said about all three of us that would sting if we heard. And mm-hmm. you know, that's why there's a role for agents. So it does complicate things. Interesting. Uh, story number two, and that is Trey Lance. Uh, I, I don't I don't understand it. I don't understand the Trey Lance love affair uh, in and around uh, a lot of analysts in, in the NFL. I just don't think the dude's ready. Number one, not voted team captain. Big red flag for me. Number two, Jimmy Garoppolo renegotiated contract. He's still in that quarterback room. Again, another big issue for me. Your thoughts on, on how the 49ers, um, do you feel that they are being forced to, to, to move in this direction with Trey Lance? Do you disagree with me? What are your expectations for Trey Lance and the, the renegotiated contract with Jimmy Garoppolo? How does that play a role in this franchise? Yeah, Anita, I see it really substantially the same as you do, which is I think Trey Lance's future is undeniable, but so is his inexperience. He's only thrown roughly about 380 passes since he left high school. Mm-hmm. He played at an FCS school. It was a weird deal with COVID. They played one game. And they have a really good team. And one thing, let me take you guys behind the scenes. When you're sitting in a seat of leadership, head coach, GM, you're going to deal with criticism from fans and the media, something I couldn't relate to, but obviously most other GMs had had to deal with in their careers. But, you know, one thing that was really hard to deal with was when players knocked on your door. And I think the part you bring up, Anita, that's really interesting to me is they have a great team in, in San Francisco. And what happens when Trent Williams or George Kittle, or Debo Samuel knocks on Kyle Shanahan's door and say, hey, guess what? You're playing the wrong quarterback. We can win right now. Mm-hmm. You develop Trey Lance. We want to win today. So, Anita, I see that situation just like you do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's good. That's, that's something we talked about earlier. That was something that I pointed out. Like, you need to have the guy who has the the trust and the respect of, you know, whether it's management, ownership, coach, whoever's in final, in charge of that decision, be able to go up there. So you're saying that that is something that you take into account. What What is the best way to get that done? Because before the team becomes frustrated, I believe that a player needs to have that conversation. So is knocking on the door the best way to get that, that change made? Yeah, and Kiwi, you know this from being a former player. If you go back to Coach Parcells' induction speech in Canton, Ohio, he had a great line. He talked about the NFL locker room being – the doors are wide open. Everyone can come in, but we're the ultimate meritocracy. And those of you that help us win can stay. And it's the ultimately, it's your locker room that's the check and balance. And that, to me, is I think there's going to be – Trey Lance is going to make some great plays, but he's going to have some bumps in the road. Anita, I think you characterized it exactly right. Like, he, every, like look, Aaron Rodgers played seven games, guys, in his first three years. Brett Favre was a massive failure with the Falcons. Like – Guys take time to develop. It doesn't happen overnight. And I don't think Trey Lance is going to be any different. And I think you have a guy there in Garoppolo who, what, in the last three years went to a Super Bowl and a championship game. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I think this is a really unique situation. And I think they solved one problem when Garoppolo took a massive pay cut, but I think they created another one by having his sort of like 
presence there that is not going to be, to me, helpful in Trey Lance's development. Another big storyline is Darren Waller signs a $51 million extension. Now, Mike, you've got the Raiders $500 million tied up on six players. Waller, Carr, Devontae Adams, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and Hunter Renfro. How does an organization, you know, thrive and win when you've got that amount of money locked up on just six players? Yeah, you have to hit on your draft choices, plain and simple, right? And we're seeing that all over the league, guys, right? Devontae Adams leaves Green Bay. What is Green Bay going to have to do? They're going to have to hit on Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson. Tyreek Hill leaves Kansas City. They're going to have to hit on guys like Sky Moore. Um, and other young players and you're, the Raiders you're, what you're saying is those six players Anita you're saying like that's your core that's your foundation and we have a great nucleus they're gonna have to hit on their picks consistently because if you don't pay them all and I used to say this a lot guys like when you're the GM and you're in a situation like that you're really the point guard you're saying if we extend on Waller if we go get Chandler Jones then our safety or our left guard is gonna be our third round pick and that's okay I'm not saying not to do it but you have to understand that when your left guard has an ME or when we get to the Jets to talk about Max Mitchell today, like there are going to be growing pains, and that's okay, but let's make sure that we're all aligned. Last but not least, a lot of new coaches debuting today, right? Like Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota against Green Bay, um, you know, the Dolphins against the Patriots. That's an interesting one right there. The Jags, of course, uh, Peterson going up against his former quarterback. Uh, no love lost there between him and Carson Wentz, et cetera, et cetera. What is, what's, what's the new coach team debut, Mike, you're most excited to watch today? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we can just go to that Dolphin-Patriot game because there's been such competing offseason narratives that, you know, New England's falling apart, don't have an offensive play caller. Miami's had a great offseason by any standard, right, getting Tyreek Hill amongst many others. And those two sort of narratives are going to collide for the next three hours in uh, South Florida. And Mike McDaniel's a really, you know, he's been a breath of fresh air for that organization. Um, he's very well liked. He's very popular with the players. And now does that translate today, you know, into a win? You know, that this is a, a game historically that New England struggle with. They have not played well in South Florida in, in September. Not many teams have. Um, and I think that's a really interesting matchup. Guys, uh, put your, uh, your, your predictive brain caps on um, your, uh, your, what is it? Uh, you know, the, the, the ball, what do you got when you, when you can like uh, perceive the, the future? Yeah, yeah, get your crystal ball. Thank you very much, Kiwi. Get your crystal balls out uh, because uh, we are going to make our picks. Who we feel is going to win the AFC, their divisions, the NFC as well, and who we have winning the Super Bowl when we get back. Mike Tannenbaum's on board with myself and Matthias Kiwanuka. It is New York Game Day here on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. All right, gentlemen, time for us to break down our predictions, uh, our crystal balls, and, uh, and, and try to predict how we feel each conference is going to pan out. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you my, what, what, what I envision, and then, um, and then Mike, we'll go to you first, what, what you feel is different, and then Kiwi will go to you as well, okay? So in the AFC, I've got the Bills winning their division. I think the Bills uh, are the number one seed in the AFC. I think the Super Bowl... Uh, we'll we'll go through uh, um, Orchard Park uh, there up in in North New York um, to make its way to Arizona. I've got the Ravens winning the AFC North. I got the Colts winning their division. I got the Chargers winning their division. I've got Kansas City and Denver making in as a wild card, and I've got Cincinnati making in as a wild card. Um, and I've got the Chargers representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Mike, what do you have? I have you as an avid listener of Get Up and took all my predictions, Anita. Well done. Stop. So, uh, Stop it. Come yeah, on. I'm I, walking my dogs at that time. We all know that. Okay. Well, you, you can also <laughs> you can, you can record the show. You know, this, this breaking news, you can record shows and watch them later. So, you know, way to go out of the limb with the Bills. I agree there. Um, I, I like the Ravens in the north because I think Lamar is going to have a, a massive year. Tennessee in the south, Chargers. And uh, I, I have the Chargers coming out of the AFC. I have Justin Herbert as the league MVP. Lock and step, baby. Lock and step, Mike. Uh, Kiwi, what about you? Do you are, are you are you lock and step with us or no? It's, is, it's is there another close, team out there? It's, no, it's close, but not quite. I have the Bills coming out. Um, the Raiders. I think that's uh, the main difference. I do have the Ravens, and then I have the the Colts, and then I have the the Ravens representing the AFC. So you've got, okay, and and so who, so you got the Ravens representing the AFC in the Super Bowl. Correct. Okay, uh, in the NFC, I, I love this Eagles team. They're so deep, they're ridiculous, uh, and I believe that they're going to have the number one seed in the NFC. I've got the Vikings winning the NFC North. I've got the Saints winning their division. I've got the Rams winning, but I think it's going to be close with Arizona. I've got Arizona, the Bucks, and the Packers as my wild cards. And guys, I've got a Chargers over the Eagles Super Bowl. That's my pick. Mike, what say you? I say that the quarterback position is important. That's why the Eagles aren't going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> because uh, the last time I checked, Jalen Hurts wasn't uh, accurate at the University of Alabama. He wasn't accurate at the University of Oklahoma and wasn't accurate so far in the NFL. So to me... I love what the Eagles have done, but there's no way I'm taking Jalen Hurts over Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Matt Stafford. So um, I like the Eagles, but I like Dallas in the east because Dak Prescott's going to have a big year. In the north, it's obviously Green Bay. The south, it's Tampa. And out west, it's really hard for me to say right now. I guess I'm going with the Rams, but uh, I think the 49ers are going to be neck and neck with them. With Trey Lance? No, with Jimmy G at some point. There you go. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And I like, I, <laughs> and I like, and I like, uh, and I like Tampa Bay um, getting back to the Super Bowl. So you've got so so you've got a Chargers Bucks Super Bowl. Yes, I do. Who wins? Uh, I have the Buccaneers winning it. 
Whoa, Bucks winning the Super Bowl this year. Matthias? Yeah, I, I, was, I was yeah, I was I was close on that one. I think very similar. It was drilled into my head how hard it is to win without a quarterback. Fortunately, I never was in that situation, but every time in practice you got anywhere close to number 10, you know, at least three or four coaches would pull you aside and give you story after story of how difficult it is to succeed in the NFL if you don't have a, a good quarterback. So don't mess around with that. Um, I had the, um, the Eagles coming out of the East. I have the Rams out of the West. I have the Packers out of the North, uh, Bucks out of the South. But I had um, Super Bowl was Ravens Packers with the Ravens winning it. So, um, so I've got the Chargers as my Super Bowl winner. Mike Tannenbaum has the Bucks as a Super Bowl winner, and Matthias Kiwanuka has the Ravens as his Super Bowl winner. Of course, we've got Tom and uh, and Harvey who are producing the show. There are new producers here on New York Game Day. Gentlemen, please clip this segment. Let's file it away because we are going to we're going to replay this uh, on Super Bowl Sunday uh, just to see how how correct and how accurate uh, the three of us were. Uh, again, I'm Anita Marks, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Mike Tannenbaum. You're listening to New York Game Day. We come back. Uh, we'll do. We'll spend the last 30 minutes doing a deeper dive with our local teams. Right? We haven't heard from Mike Tannenbaum yet in regard to his thoughts on both the Giants taking on the Tennessee Titans as well as the Jets taking on the Ravens. Uh, and of course, we always end the show strong with our game predictions, our score predictions at the end. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Nina Marks with you here at 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to New York Game Day. Matthias Kiwanuka, Mike Tannenbaum. Today's New York Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine in Sports Medicine. Uh, Both the Mets and the Yankees winners yesterday, thank God, uh, trying to uh, continue to lead their divisions. But in regard to the injury report, uh, Marte on the 10-day IL with a partial uh, non-displaced fracture in his middle finger. Um, So that's not good. Also, Max Scherzer on the 15-day LL. IL possible to return on September 19th. Again, Mets injury report brought to you by Total Orthopedic Spine and Sports Medicine. Total Ortho Express is Long Island's premier orthopedic immediate care with no appointment is needed. After all, time doesn't heal wounds. They do. Um, also, this portion of the show brought to you by Samwell Institute for Pain Management. For a pain-free life, visit samwellpain.com. With that being said, it is time for Tannenbaum's Bomb of Week 1. Bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. Woohoo! Man, we've been waiting all season long. We're back. Time for time for Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. 
He looks across all of week one and he gives us he gives us his most outlandish, most surprising, most unbelievable prediction of all the games that are on the slate today. Mike, what you got? <laughs> we could go a lot of different ways, and I don't know how much of a bomb this is, but I actually think tonight Dak Prescott will outplay Tom Brady. And mm-hmm. here's what's interesting about tonight's game to me, guys, is we're t- two teams that are mirror images of one another. You look at Dallas, right? Offensive line, they lost Connor Williams, Lyle Collins, Tyron Smith gets hurt. They don't know when Mike- Michael Gallup's going to be back to 100%. Tampa Bay, right? They lose Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, Ali Marpet retires. A lot of questions about their offense line. Don't know the status of Chris Godwin, if he plays how much. Like two teams that are mirror images, but on the biggest stage, guys, the biggest night, it's going to be Dak Prescott outplaying Tom Brady because of his athleticism. And I think Dallas wins, and Dak Prescott takes the next step, and we're going to be talking about him as a top-five quarterback. Is, is your opinion on it. that more about Dak you know, stepping up and overperforming, or is it about Tom Brady you know, possibly not being in it and, and underperforming? Yeah, that's a great question, Kiwi. I think it's a little bit of both, but I just think that when you have questions on the offensive line of both teams, and I think, by the way, guys, both teams have really good defenses, despite Dallas losing Randy Gregory. I think they're better in year two with Dan Quinn, and I think Tampa Bay is absolutely loaded on defense, something we don't talk nearly enough about in the media. And I just think with the defenses having the advantage over two offensive lines, I think the difference of the game, and I don't know if you guys saw the end of the uh, – the game last night against Alabama and Texas, but Bryce Young was dead to rights a couple times, and it, his athleticism saved that game for Alabama. I think Dak Prescott's going to make similar plays tonight, and that'll be the difference between those two teams. All right, gentlemen, let's turn our attention to what's going on here on our own backyard, and that's the Ravens uh, coming to town to take on the Jets. Uh, Ravens are favored by 6.5. The over-under is at 44 and, uh, and Mike, we haven't heard you talk about this matchup yet. Joe Flacco now under center. Suspect offensive line with the news that Dwayne Brown, of course, is out. Fant now has to move back over to the left tackle. Kiwi uh, really broke it down marvelously in regard to how difficult that is. Uh, your thoughts on, on this Jets team, and, uh, and, and do you even give them a shot against the Baltimore Ravens in Lamar Jackson trying to make a statement this afternoon? Yeah, let's face it. This is a tough matchup for the Jets, right? You have Joe Flacco, who's limited in mobility against you know what should be a really good Raven uh, defense. I love what they did in their secondary, Marcus Williams, uh, signing him over from the Saints and getting back what should be two really good corners if they're healthy, Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters, Hamilton, first-round pick out of Notre Dame. So I think the Jets are going to have to try to run the ball today. The forecast has shifted, guys. I'm at the game here. Uh, I'll be calling the game with Steve Levy on ESPN Radio. They're now uh, expecting rain. So I do think from a Jet perspective, that's probably good news because you want this game to be played in the elements. You want it to be, you know, a one-score game. Slow it down because, again, I think Lamar Jackson is going to have a monster year. They hit on this fourth-round pick, Isaiah Likely, another tight end. They're a really hard mm-hmm. matchup for opposing defenses. So, you know, on paper, I certainly would favor the Ravens. But if it rains, I actually think that helps the Jets today. Matthias? Are, are we doing the actual picks now or are we just? No, 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 no. Just, 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 yeah, just, just thoughts, thoughts on, uh, on, on the Jets and the Ravens. Uh, you know, Mike yeah, was talking just... about the weather. How, how about, how about this, guys, really quick? Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown at plus 125. Like, like, you know, again, I think he comes out. I think he wants to make a statement, and I think he'll be able to do that, especially if the weather conditions aren't great. We know how much they love to run the football anyway. 
um, you know. But I, I think would... it's more it's it's more than just him wanting to make a statement. I, I genuinely believe like he is that type of generational player. Like he's the type of player who can has the ability to go out and change the entire dynamic of the game. And so, um, you know, when when you're when I'm looking at it, I think that's going to end up being the storyline of this game you know we're talking about the jets we're talking about their quarterback changes we're talking about their o-line but i think once the game starts and he gets out there on the field it's going to be more about lamar than anything else gentlemen we've got a caller buddha who wants to jump in talk about the ravens and the jets buddha welcome in to new york game day how you doing hey oh guys good to talk to you mike t what's up baby hey buddha how you doing good good listen i mean i agree with everything you're saying uh, you know, this is a tough matchup for the Jets. But I'm going to say this, man, and, and we discussed this before, Mike D, man. You know, I've been a little disappointed with the Salah regime. You know, not just in terms of X's and O's, but, I mean, God, there's so many built-in excuses. You know, they use all these different terms about uh, getting better, uh, meaningful games, but they never use the term win. And, you know, you know, for the love of Pete, you understand what I'm saying? This guy was a defensive guru, sort of. But, you know, maybe with the talent in San Francisco, you know, like you guys said, I mean, I know that the offensive line has problems and all this other stuff. The weather is, a, is something that can help. But listen, if Brees Hall is going to be the modern-day Le'Veon Bell, you know, Michael Carter was a good player, run the ball. Slow the game down. You understand what I'm talking about? Even with Lamar Jackson, he makes big splash plays in terms of running. But this not like they're not throwing the ball down the field and getting quick hitting touchdowns. Slow the freaking game down and give us something to watch in the fourth quarter, and I'll be pleased with that. You understand? Yeah, Buddha, I appreciate it. I see it really the same way you do, which is, you know, I think that's guys like to me. That's what's great about our sport. It, it's the game of chess played on grass. And if you're a head coach, you have to say what gives us the best chance to win this week. And I agree with Buddha, which is. Joe Flacco against this front seven is not a good matchup. Uh, the Ravens should be. Ode Owafe, I think, is going to have a great year for the Ravens. So I think running the ball is the best way for them to slow down that Raven pass rush, a, a good Raven secondary, and make those corners tackle. I think that's the best matchup today for the Jets. How much of this Jets success this year is about player performance and how much of it is about coaching and execution? I think it's about the development of Zach Wilson to me, guys, right? Don't, I don't think it matters if the Jets win six games, seven games, eight games, but I think if we're all sitting here in December we gotta, and we're saying, wow, Zach Wilson looks like a tremendous quarterback with a great future, I think that's the most important thing for the Jets. You could say the same thing in regard to Daniel Jones. I want to jump on that in just a second with you guys. But uh, really quick, Diana Rossini is reporting that J.K. Dobbins is unlikely to play today. Unlikely to play. So all you fantasy football freaks out there, hashtag run, don't walk. Go pick up Mike Davis right now. Also, Mike Davis, anytime touchdown, plus 145. Jump on that. Uh, Mike, let's, let's talk about Daniel Jones. Uh, Matthias and I talked about it earlier. You know, I, I do feel that it, it's, it's the season of Daniel to see how he's going to do in this Brian Dable slash Kafka offense. What are your expectations for, uh, for, for Daniel this season? I think they're going to be pretty good. And he has to answer two questions, guys. He has to play in 17 games. You want to be a franchise quarterback, you got to answer the bell. Look, Eli Manning was far from perfect, but one of his parts of his game that made him great was he was durable. He can answer the bell every week. You want to be a franchise quarterback, you got to answer the bell every week. And then don't turn the ball over. But one of the things I like about Brian Dayball and Daniel Jones together, if we go back to what Josh Allen did in Buffalo under Brian Dayball, he made a lot of plays with his feet. And for quarterbacks, like, 
When you can do that, that sells you down. It puts more pressure on a defense. And that's why, to me, it's really, I think it's a good matchup. But Daniel Jones has to make plays with his feet. And doing that, he still needs to stay healthy. Kiwi? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. He, he's he's got to make plays, but I think he's got to um, show his leadership, show that he can command an offense. I think it's unfortunate that he's been put in a situation similar to Alex Smith, where he's had to learn different offensive schemes. He's had to have different coaches who have different philosophies year after year. But what I want to see, regardless of whether this is his last year with the New York Giants, I don't believe it's his last year in the NFL. So I'm hoping that he can show that he has the skill set um, to play now as a you know former giant and as a Giants fan I want him to be as successful in this season you know playing and so I want them to play to his strengths not just what they think that the um, the team is set up for what are your thoughts on running the ball through Saquon and do you think that this is the way that the team should be set up I, I think Saquon could actually help the team in the passing game you know you go back to last year like their their explosive plays was him actually in the passing game. And I think there that's where he could have a monster year. Yeah, and, and, and guys, that's what I'm hearing. I'm, I'm hearing that this offense is going to run through Saquon Barkley, right? So I'm expecting oh, at least over, easy over 1,000 rushing yards and anywhere between 70 to 80 receiving yards for Saquon Barkley. Um, and, and if that's the case, well, then God bless all of us who drafted him on their fantasy football rosters. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to end the show strong. As always, we give you our score predictions and all the reasons why. Also, we'll bring you up to speed on some of the news and notes with Adam Schefter, Chris Mortensen, and, and, and everybody's reporting out there as well. So still a lot more coming your way. It doesn't end once we're done, by the way. Dan Gross and Greg Buttle will pick it up with your Jets pregame show. And, of course, you'll be able to listen to the Jets right here on 98.7 ESPN. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum. Matthias Kiwanuka and Anita Marks. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Who's going to win? Let's do some predictions. That's right. We end the show strong each and every season with our predictions. We give you the scores. But first, I want to remind you, football fans, sign up for Cover 5, a free-to-play pick'em game for season-long fun. Compete against your friends, your rivals, and your favorite 98.7 ESPN hosts. <clears throat> that would be me. Uh, pick five games each week, and the best score against the spread throughout the regular season uh, will win $1,000. Weekly prizes of $100 will also be awarded. Join the 98.7 ESPN League with the code NY22 on the Cover 5 app and Cover5.com. It's as easy as one, two, free. Visit ESPNNewYork.com for full contest rules. Make sure you do that. This portion of the show brought to you by Bud Light. You know, game day is here, so make sure you enjoy responsibly. Uh, with that being said, gentlemen, it's time for our predictions. Uh, let's start with the Jets and the Ravens since they are first up. And, Mike, give me a score and why. Uh, well, it's interesting. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I'm going to go with 2016 Ravens uh, over the Jets. It should be a great game in terms of I think both teams have expectations of much improved performances over a year ago. Um, I just think the difference in this game is the athleticism of Lamar Jackson over you know Joe Flacco being limited at this point in his career. But 
with J.K. Dobbins apparently being out, there's injuries on both sides. I think weather could be a factor, and I think it's a low-scoring game. Kiwi? Yeah, I, I went the over. I went 34-10. Ravens, the same thing. Um, Lamar Jackson, athletic ability, and you know the Jets having issues not just on defense, you know, but on their offensive side, also putting points up on the board. Uh, weather being a factor, if I had thought about that, I probably would have gone a little lower, but I'll stay with it. 34-17, Ravens. So interesting. I've, I've got Ravens 28-17. Um, I just, again, I, I do believe Lamar is going to make a statement today. Uh, I, I, I'm excited to see what Likely can do with Andrews, Bateman, Likely. I had Jamison Hinsley on my radio show yesterday. He said Likely is going to be the third target option for uh, Lamar Jackson, even though, again, Diana Rossini is reporting that it looks like J.K. Dobbins is not going to play. Don't sleep on Mike Davis and Kenyon Drake as well out of that backfield rushing the football. And I think with uh, what, what's happened here with the offensive line and, and unfortunately with Joe Flacco and, and, and Mike, you know, John Harbaugh knowing Joe Flacco better than anyone else, right? He drafted him. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. They're going to know how to tee up against him. I just like this Ravens team. I believe the Ravens do cover. Both Kiwi yeah. and I believe the Ravens cover at minus six and a half. Mike does hey, not hey, at Anita, 2016. Yeah. Hey, Anita, you don't have to be Newt Rockney at this point to know Joe Flacco's weaknesses. So. <laughs> <laughs> Ow. Ouch. Well, I'm Ouch. Just, I mean, I mean, let's face it. You know, like you're great. It's give the Jets credit to have Joe Flacco, but the last thing they wanted to do was play him. You know, and. Um, you just hope he can get through a few games. You just you know, don't. But here, here's the thing, Mike. He looked better than, than Zach Wilson before Zach Wilson's injury, okay? That's fair. Everybody was talking about it. He looked better in camp than Zach. So just take that for what it's worth. All right. Uh, and, and side note here, some prop bets that I like in this game. Uh, because of the report from Diana Rossini in regards to J.K. Dobbins, Mike Davis, anytime touchdown right now. You get that at plus money. I'm also going to play Lamar Jackson over rushing yards and for him to score a touchdown as well. As for the Giants, later game, kickoff 425. You've got a Tennessee Titans team that's favored uh, by five and a half. Mike, let's start with you. Score and why? Yeah, this is an interesting game to me. You know, I, I like Tennessee 21-17, but I, I'm looking for uh, an improvement with the Giants. I wish, you know, Thibodeau was going to be playing today. Um, I think Tennessee suffered a pretty consequential injury. Harold Landry, who's a really good mm -hmm. pass rusher, guys, they mm -hmm. lost him. They, you know, they lost A.J. Brown in a trade to uh, the Eagles, but they're, they got the better quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, a more experienced team. I look for the Giants to be better this year, but not today. Kiwi? Yeah, very similar. I, I'll start where you ended. I look for the Giants to be better, but you know, not quite today. I had 2010 uh, Tennessee in this one. I think the Giants are going to be searching for their identity, not just on offense, but also on defense with the injuries that they have. And we talked about earlier having a signal caller coming from from the secondary and how distracting that could be. But um, you know, it's week one. You know, they'll they'll bounce back, and you know, Giants fans out there, hang in there. Am I the only one drinking the blue Kool-Aid? I think I am. I'm going Giants, guys. 23-20. Right? Like, the Titans, new, new player at left guard for them, rookie at right tackle, so they've got some offensive line issues. Subpar wide receiving core. A.J. Brown's not there. Julio Jones isn't there. It's not like Burks has blown anybody's socks off uh, at, at camp this season. Woods is coming off of ACL. Suspect corners. Landry's out, as you said, Mike. Listen, I, and, and I think I think their defense is going is going to be taken in. No, nobody has seen 
Nobody knows the trouble that's coming. Like, I, nobody has seen this offense that Brian Dable is going to implement with Daniel Jones. I think Tennessee is going to be caught off guard. I love the Giants today. 23-20. And silence. <laughs> and silence. And, and drop the mic. Anita exit stage left. And silence. Um, <laughs> so that's uh, those are those are our scores and and of, and of course our predictions here. Let's do this, guys, because uh, we still have about two minutes left. Uh, really, the game of the week, and you can argue every game is the game of the week, but really, Russell Wilson going back to Seattle to take on his former team. Again, guys, two minutes left in the show. Mike, really quick, what are your thoughts about tomorrow night and Russell Wilson taking on Seattle? Oh, they're going to win by at least three touchdowns. If you just stripped away the history and legacy of the Seahawks, you can make a, a very good argument. They're the worst team in the league. And they got two rookies uh, in the secondary, Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant, um, against a, a, a lot of really good skill players for the Broncos. And when you think about the lack of pass rush that Seattle has, this is just a terrible matchup for Seattle. And here's the other thing that I was really disappointed in. Like, Pete Carroll's a great competitor, but Russell Wilson has did a lot of great things for your franchise. And when you say, hey, I don't know if we should cheer him or boo him, well, you're, set, you're sending a message to your locker room, and that's really not acceptable. I was really disappointed what Pete Carroll said about Russell Wilson this week. Really what, quick, what, Kiwi, thoughts, thoughts on, uh, on, on Russell Wilson in Seattle? we got about a minute. Yeah, same same thing. I, I think I think Russell's he's playing to um, solidify his you know his legacy, and he's got a lot of lot of lot to prove to himself. You know, regardless of of how um, we feel about him, I just know that he's that type of competitor, and he's really going to want to go out there and 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 put a good performance together. I think we're going to see um, you know his football acumen. We're going to see how much mastery and control he has over the offense, and I believe he's ready to prove it. I think he's going to cook, especially against two young rookie corners that he's going to be going up against. I love him in, in Sutton. I think they're going to hook up big time on Monday night. New York Game Day with Mike Tannenbaum, Matthias Kiwanuka, and Anita Marks.